This is the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Preston, episode 44, Femi's Coaching Story. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for goal-getting, fear-facing women who are kicking ass by creating change. I'm your host, Lindsay Preston. I'm a wife, mom of two, and a multi-certified life coach to women all over the world. I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire, we must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me as I challenge you to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you are meant to be. Let's do this. Welcome to the show. So excited to have you here. Today continues a segment of the show I've been doing for a few months now where I have clients come on and they tell you about their coaching journey with me. They tell you about the highs and the lows, where they started, where they ended with coaching, what were some of the biggest wins and growth and all that fun stuff. And today, Femi Alasupo is going to share her story with you. Fun fact for you is Femi was actually my very first paying client. That was, goodness, I think five years ago, which seems like yesterday. And when I met Femi, she was so smart, and yet she wasn't being compensated nearly what her intelligence was worth. And so that was something we really worked on as we coached together during those few months. And she ended up at the end of coaching, leaving her low paying job, getting in essence, her dream job and growing from there. And now she is making six figures and she is rocking it. She also had a dating pattern that was not healthy at the time. She was dating a lot of men who were cheating on her and just not being honest. And so we had to really learn how she tapped into her intuition and knew her worth and her boundaries and so much more we're going to talk about on the show today. And another thing I want to say here is Femi and I actually worked together again about a year and a half ago when we went back through the coaching process because she had just grown so much from the first time we worked together that she then needed an up level and she went all in on that second up level and we really dug in deep to get her to this next level in her life and so she'll talk about why she came back and her story briefly how the second time through kind of helped her grow. So without further ado, here is my interview with Femi. Femi, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing with all of us about your coaching journey times two. We've done this sort of twice, which is so cool. Yeah. Um, So kind of let's go back to Femi the first time around. And when we started coaching together way back when in the fall of 2014, what were you like then? Or what can you remember you were like and what your life was like? Yeah, it was definitely a long time ago, not just in years, but it feels like I was a completely different person back then. Like I almost can't even believe like that my life was the way that it was and that I was the way that I was, that I thought the the way that I did. But back then, um, 
I had basically an administrative assistant um, job at the University of Texas. I was making 30 grand a year, but that I had ambitions of doing, you know, bigger things for sure. But I think the thing that led me to coaching back then was because I had found myself in just a really not life-affirming relationship, if you can even call it a relationship. Um, I was with someone who I wanted to be with. And after seven months, found out that he basically was acting like he was single the entire time. Um, and I just, I found myself in a place where my self-esteem had been lower than it ever been in my life. And I didn't understand how I could have gotten there. And I didn't understand how, um, you know, I had like what part I had in making in getting those results. And I just, I remember just feeling like I need to do whatever I have to do to become a completely different person so that this would be impossible, that it would happen to, to me again. Yeah. You know, it's bringing back my memory of when I first met you, when we were in coach training together. And I remember seeing you and getting to know you over those few days and thinking, man, this girl is such a rock star and she has no idea. And then when you and I started developing sort of a personal relationship out of that, and I said, okay, Femi, I have been certified in this other kind of process and I'd love to coach you and I won't charge you that much. And here's what it will look like. And I remember you saying, something like, Oh, I'm going to take a couple of days to think about it. And I thought, Oh, I hope she's so signed up because I would love for her to realize just how amazing she is. And then I remember during that, those few days when you were thinking you found out about that guy and how he was treating you behind the scenes and you texted me and said, yes, let's do it. And I was like, Oh yes, this is going to be awesome. And then the journey that unfolded after that was just so much fun. So can you kind of tell us what happened during that journey the first time around? For sure. But first I do want to say like, because I know people are listening to this and they probably might not know like what coaching is. And I know it's always kind of difficult to make the decision to invest in coaching if you're not sure what it is. But like when opportunities come along like that, like I couldn't be more grateful for that opportunity. Um, And even though, you know, we were both kind of starting out at that time and, um, you know, like I said yes to that, which just made a snowball effect so that later on, um, like I think you've already mentioned, I invested again in myself at much higher rates with you because I know how um, amazing this work is and how needed it is for me. So yeah, I just want to say one, thank you. And then two, like it's absolutely um, worth the investment. So the first time around, so like you mentioned, like we were in a coaching, um, like certification course together and it was for a different kind of, um, process. And so I didn't really know anything about the process that you were going to take me through. And, uh, but I was really excited about it. And for me, I thought it was, it was challenging in certain ways only because I had never had any experience with, um, with certain things. And it elicited a lot of self-awareness in me that I also at the time didn't have much experience in. Like, it's hard. I think I was 27 at the time. (laughs) It's hard to be 27 years old and find out that you not only don't know anything about your own personal boundaries, you never established them. You were never taught them. Like you don't know how to enforce them. That was like a really 
huge challenge for me at the time. And it was really scary, honestly, back then, because once you become aware of that, you can't unsee it. You can't go back to like, oh, okay, well, then I'm going to just let people treat me however they want and not say anything. It's like now I'm fully aware of my part in getting certain results and I don't want those results anymore. So, you know, I remember it was hard, like, you know, trying to stand up to my mom or my dad or men. And, you know, I would be shaking sometimes and be like, oh, I have to say this on this phone call and just like, let them know that I'm not okay with it. Um, you know, and, and just do it. And, and there's a lot of backlash, I think that comes with standing up for yourself. But if you can get through all of that, it's like you open up, (laughs) you open a door to a world you didn't even know existed where like, people respect you more, you respect yourself more, you get more of what you want. People, I remember thinking, oh, it would be so nice if like people just thought a little bit longer about how they were going to talk to me or treat me so that they could, you know, so that we could have a good relationship and that I would feel respected. And I didn't think that was possible. And then I started showing up, you know, with a stronger presence in my life and seeing that it was possible, not without hardship, but definitely possible. And I just like, I don't know, I just it, it, it's like you just keep going through these new doors opening to these new worlds. And like, you can never go back to who you used to be. So the process was different and challenging, but ultimately, so incredibly worth it. Like, I literally cannot imagine what my life would be like, now, if I hadn't have gone through that process and hadn't like really done the work, because I think, you know, with, with coaching and with anything in life, you get out of it, what you put into it. And so I was really determined to push myself and do every single exercise. If I felt like I didn't get the amount of awareness that I needed, I would do the exercise again, you know? Um, and I even remember there was a time before you're supposed to do this retreat and I was feeling probably extra, extra vulnerable. You know, I'm having all these new feelings coming up. Like I would be one of those, I used to be one of those people who repressed anger a lot, you know? And so I had frustration and anger bubbling up a lot. And I just was like, I don't know where this is going to go. And I think I tried to back out of it. (laughs) And you, you encouraged me to, to keep going. And I did. And thank God, because, you know, I got over that hump and, you know, it was just, I wouldn't say smooth sailing after that, but it was just like, if I can get through that, then I can keep going. I can get through anything else that comes up. And yeah, it like changed my entire self, like inside and out, like my inner dialogue changed, how I treated myself in hard times changed, how I showed up in my different relationships changed, what I chose to tolerate or not tolerate changed. Um, and I just wanted, I wanted that so much more for myself. And so, yeah, that's what the process was like. Yeah. I go back to that when you talked about like before you did your release, um, retreat Uh thing, you're like, Oh, I don't want to do this. And I remember we had to go in with those 21 day habits and get there. And you really struggled with that as, because at the time you were a big people pleaser. And so you were so everybody else's needs before yours. And I said, Femi, you got to start putting your needs as a priority. And here's how we're going to get there. And there was just this part of you that knew I was right, but a part of you that wanted to fight it so hard. 
And being a new coach at the time, I was like, oh my gosh, maybe I'm pushing her too hard. I hope she doesn't give up because it's just going to get so much better. So I'm so glad that we were able to both stick with it and get you through that. Um, (laughs) Yeah, because that was just such a turning point. And that's a big turning point for a lot of people pleasers. It's just finally feeling the anger and feeling um, all the things because you're just so used to looking at everybody else and saying, well, what do they need? Because you're so intuitive and you're just, you're just been trained that way. So yeah. So then we get on the other side of doing all the block work and then we figure out who Femi is and we put together all the pieces of you. I like to say like your strengths and your, um, purpose and your passions and all that fun stuff. Do you remember what your big takeaways from that work was? Yeah. And, and it's along the lines of like being a reformed people pleaser. Like one of my high strengths is empathy. And I do naturally, like I am naturally sensitive to the needs of others, picking up on their energies and stuff and just um, wanting everyone around me to be okay. And one of the biggest mindset shifts that I had then, and that I still like always remind myself of is it's okay to have empathy for other people. But if I can't include myself in that empathy, then something's wrong. Something's mm-hmm. out of balance. And so now it's like, I will, as a rule for myself, it's like, I will only, you know, go so far in practicing empathy for other people or doing things for other people. Um, you know, I will only do so much if it doesn't like deplete my resources, my energy and stuff. If I'm not taking care of first, then I'm not going to be able to take care of other people as much as I need that or as much as I'd like to, or as well as I'd like to. So it's just like, I need to include myself in the people pleasing, you know, which is not something that I ever did before. And I didn't even have the, the awareness that that was an issue. And now that I do, it's like, okay, I feel completely empowered to take a step back sometimes and just do what I need to do to feel my best, to fill up my energy, to, you know, um, just fill my cup and before I go and help other people out. Yeah. And that doesn't mean your productivity has gone down. If anything, your productivity has gone up. Would you agree? Um, 100%. Because yeah. <laughs> you're not weighed product. down by crap anymore. And two, yep. you got so much confidence um, from that, that it just turned into you had more opportunities that were in alignment with you and things of that sort. Yeah, I learned how to say no is the the main thing here. It's like I learned not only to say no, but to like interject and like ask for what I need. Also, that was something I absolutely could not do. And what's really funny too is um, I spend a lot of time with my mom now. I I help her out a lot, you know. But the only way, reason why it works is because I feel 100% okay saying, look, these are the rules and either you follow them or you don't follow them, which is something I would never have been able to do. Or like, hey, look, this is what I need right now. Can you respect that? And, you know, we can go from there. Like I'm much more willing to enter into a potentially uh, conflictive um, conversation to assert my needs Uh, or assert my wants or assert my boundaries. And I'm much more in tune with when someone else, even if they love me, uh, is still, you know, they can't help themselves sometimes, but they might still try to push my boundaries to see what they can get away with. And I'm uh, much more willing to not just sit there and take it or be quiet about it or like 
you know, just let them have it and I'll go do something else to, to get what I need. It's like, no, I have a line in the sand and you're going to, you, you have to respect this or this isn't going to work. And it's like, you choose, you know, and that's not, that's not something I would have been able to do, you know, however many years And it's not like ago. you're doing it in a mean way. You're just doing Absolutely it in a way not. that you're honoring yourself. Um, and I think that's just natural human behavior is we all try and push people to see how far they'll go and see how they'll mm-hmm. respond. But for, for, there are a few, few people out there who do either consciously or unconsciously really want to take advantage of others. And I think for you, Femi, you know, your childhood wasn't the best and Mm -hmm. you being able to have that kind of relationship with your mom now where you do help her out a lot and you have a lot of compassion and patience and strength with her. I mean, that's huge. You blow me away sometimes of this, like, wow, I can't believe how incredibly powerful yet loving you are now. Yeah, I wouldn't have been able to do this. I feel like through all the things that I've been through with with both my parents, honestly, um, and now it's crazy because I do have, I have a very healed relationship with my mom and with my dad, and I would not be able to be here um, had I not gone through the coaching process, not sort of found my voice and found this inner strength that's like, hey, I deserve respect. And I have to be the advocate. I have to take responsibility for getting this respect or getting this, uh, the treatment that I want and teaching all people how to treat me, including the people in my family, which sometimes can be a hell of a lot harder than, you know, random stranger on the street or something. Um, and there was a lot of hard times with a lot of hard pushback over the years, but we got through it. And I, I have to say that is one of the things that I'm, you know, most proud of in my you know, if I were to be an old woman looking back on my life is that um, I didn't just throw these relationships away that sucked, you know, and I'm not saying for different people, it might be that you do need to have a certain amount of distance. But instead, I feel like I found the courage through this process to, um, I guess, it's like courage and vulnerability to be like, to have some really tough conversations over the years to express things that I always held back um, and to say like, hey, I want us to have a great relationship. I won't look like this. Would you be open to that? And if you are open to that, then this is what I need from you. Um, and, you know, you have one conversation like that and they might agree, there might be emotions involved. And then you have to have a little bit more compassion because they're not going through that same process as you are. They, you know, they're older than you maybe, and they haven't, they've had certain hurts in their life that they haven't healed and being able to heal my own hurts. It's like, I can have more compassion for that and realize that they might not have the skills to engage in the kind of relationship that I want, but that since I'm taking more responsibility for my happiness and and the way that I want to be treated it's almost like I learned to lead through uh, through doing this through engaging in those conversations through being courageous through being vulnerable I've been able to sort of uh, lead by example and influence the energy of the relationship and the dynamic between me and both of my parents have changed like a full 180 since uh, the first time we started coaching. And uh, yeah, I think it's like one of the things that I'm 
most grateful for is that it might not be the relationship, but it works now. And it's one that is mutually um, respectful um, more than it's ever been before. Yeah. You know what I think is so interesting about the coaching process and I'll see if you agree with me, but I know for me and what I've noticed in clients is that because you have learned to hold the space for yourself and to process your own feelings, you can even most times unintentionally do that for other people and just say, Mm -hmm. you know, even if it's showing a loving boundary of, Hey, this is what I'm not going to take anymore. It opens up for people of, wow, you know, maybe there's some healing I need to do there. And I see so many people after this process become healers in the world of, you know, like you said, showing that compassion and that courage and showing people what's possible with that. Um, and so then it's just this ripple effect. Would you agree for me? 100%. Um, it's so interesting because like when you are willing to have conversations on a deeper level with people, you find that people open up to you way more than they ever did. And again, um, that's one of the things I noticed with my parents over the years. It's just like, you know, you go 20 something years and they barely tell you anything about their life. And suddenly my, each of them have been like telling me just little tidbits of things that happened to them in their childhood, which for me, like just knock me down sometimes. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, like, that's a lot of trauma. That's a lot of toxic things that you had to go through. And like, I, like the person I am now feels so much for the child that my parents were when they had to go through those things. And it just, I feel like even them being able, like me being able to hold space for myself and then opening up space for, for them too there is healing that takes place because then they feel safe enough to open up about their challenges or be vulnerable about, you know, something that they might be facing that they don't have the answers for. And then you get to like relate to them, not as like authority figure and child, but you relate to them as like human to human or soul to soul. And it's, I don't know, it could be pretty, pretty powerful. Yeah, I totally agree. And you know, what's so funny is that before when you were a people pleaser without really even knowing it, is that you think that by pleasing other people, you're helping them and you're healing them and you're doing all this great in the world. But the reality is, is you're not really helping them that much. They're taking advantage of you and it's really surface level stuff. And you're really harming yourself in the process. Whereas now you don't really people please, but instead you show up in a way where you can give them so much more than you ever could. Yeah. I don't think you can help or hold space or lead or heal without honesty. And I don't think you can be honest, like truly honest in relationships if you haven't developed the skill of honesty with yourself. And so I think through coaching, becoming aware of certain things that I wasn't able to see before. And even just, you know, I've kept my journaling and I actually do the dialoguing journaling. You know, I've continued to do that. since coaching, um, that has helped me develop that skill of like honesty with myself. And sometimes I'll have a thought and I'll just be like, wait, is that really true? And then I have to go through and be like, no, here's what's really, really, really super honest with me. And I think that's helped me just show up way more for myself and then be able to show up for other people and be willing to risk saying like, Hey, you know, I didn't like that. Or, Hey, do you really think that's true about yourself? Even like, I know that noticed that with my mom too. I remember one time we went on a trip together and 
uh, I guess she wasn't happy with the way that she was looking and she just kept looking in the mirror and just like saying mean things to herself. And I, you know, if I were a people pleaser, I would just let it go or be like, no, you know, you're fine. And now I'm like, no, <laughs> like shut it down. Like, don't talk to yourself like that. Talk to yourself, you know, in a, in a good way. Or I'll ask her about like, really, how do you feel about yourself? And like, is there something that you want to change? And even now, um, you know, she's, she had been living with me for um, the past few months. And it's like, hey, if you really want to change this, like, I'm going to work out with a trainer. Do you want to come? And, you know, and just seeing her, like, feel better about herself through, you know, our relationship and, and doing good things for herself. Or even now, you know, she'll, she'll be much more willing to treat herself more kindly or make sure she's taking care of herself, herself a little bit more just through you know, me being willing to say, hey, we don't do that. Like, if you're going to be around me, we take care of ourselves. We treat ourselves with kindness. We talk to ourselves well. You know, it's almost like, <laughs> I want to say it's almost like I'm parenting her, but, and it might be that way, but maybe she, she needed that. Yeah. I can completely relate with my own parents. It's the same thing. And when we, when you grow up in that environment where you weren't parented well, um, and I don't say mm-hmm. that as like, you were parented bad, but there were just some things that were lacking then it kind of turns around and all of a sudden you realize, Hey, my parents are just these unhealed children too. And because yeah. you've done the healing, then it inspires them to, to change the script, which is so cool for me. So awesome. Okay. Yeah. So we're talking to, we've talked a lot about internal stuff that's changed, mm-hmm. but let's talk about the external stuff that changed the first time around, especially with your job, because that was one of the big pain points. And one of the big goals I remember when we worked together was I hate my job. I don't make enough. (laughs) This is BS. I want to change it. And at the time you and I were just getting into the online world and Mm -hmm. there were different people that we followed that we really admired. And so can you kind of tell us that story of how your job changed in those months? Yeah. So I always felt like I was a very like ambitious person. I love to learn. I love to um, just figure out how much I can do and keep doing it. So I did that in the job that I had, but it still was just kind of, I just felt like I had outgrown it and that there was so much more for me and I just didn't have any clue how that was going to happen. And so I did pursue life coaching and I was doing that a little bit on the side, but quickly realizing, oh my gosh, I don't know anything about real business or how to do this. Um, and so I was like, you know, I, I, I followed Melanie Duncan at the time and I thought, oh my gosh, she and her business look amazing. It'd be so cool to like, just be around that. And crazy coincidence, I was just randomly looking online and they were hiring. And I remember I applied to three of the jobs there, whether I was qualified or not, because I was just like, I want this to happen. And her process was very long. It was sort of like fill out these open-ended questions. Then you do a project, then you get invited to do another project. And if you pass that project, then you get invited to the interview. Um, but I did it. I remember it was around this time actually, because it was, it was like, um, good Friday before Easter. And I didn't have any of the technology to, (laughs) to make this happen. And I had snuck back into my job stayed there from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. doing this project and sent it feeling so defeated like I was never going to get a call back. But she called me back and we did the interview and through that whole process, I got hired there. And I ended up actually 
occupying two of the three positions that I had uh, applied for. Um, and that job has also, uh, they've d um, evolved and they have another company, which I work in now as well. Um, and also through all of that and through just being in a different environment that's more in line with who I am, you know, I was able to develop different skills, develop more confidence, you know, be bolder and go after different things. And so um, in addition to that, I also, you know, work from time to time with other companies as well. And my financial situation is just like, it's almost unreal to me sometimes because I remember who I was back when we started coaching, you know, in a job that I hated making only 30 grand a year. And now I make upwards of six figures. So I, I'm just like every day I cannot like every time I journal, which is pretty much every day, I'm always like, I'm so grateful for my job. I'm so grateful for my income. I'm so grateful for my finances. I'm so grateful for me taking a chance on me back then and you in this process and me going through it and changing all the things I needed to change to have the results that I have now. Yeah. And you just did the work for me. I mean, you mentioned it earlier, but like you said, some people can even invest and just kind of half do it. And you went all in and so much in that even after we finished coaching the first time, we kind of took a couple years off. We'd keep in contact. I don't remember us doing any maintenance sessions that I can think of, but then I do you know, obviously we, you came back and I believe it was fall 2018. And you said, Lindsay, I've yeah. had another round of blocks. I'm not able to pull myself through it. Let's do another round. So kind of tell us what Femi was like then. Yeah. So I think that's another great like reason why coaching is amazing. It's because you build the muscle of self-awareness and if you continue to do the work, you will always be aware if you have blocks and so actually before I, I contacted you, I think, yeah, the fall of 2018, it was a year and a half before that, that I had had some things happen. Um, uh, I think a couple of things with family, but um, of course a guy again, but um, yeah, I had this thing not work out with a guy and I just had a lot of grieving that was going on and I did work that I, I normally do, but I was noticing that it was only getting me so far past the hump, not completely through the hump. And I am committed to doing whatever I have to do to, you know, not let these things weigh me down, not let, not live in a limiting space, but to process all the things that I need to process all the way through so that I, you know, can cut those limits and like really and truly stand and live in my true self. Um, and so I was just like, ah, oh, things aren't working. And I'm, you know, you notice that things aren't working because you're a little bit more frustrated every day. You have like more heavy energy that you can't get through. Um, you know, if you ever are having like issues with gratitude, which, you know, I love gratitude and I am very committed to it. So if I'm having issues, I'm like, well, there's really something going on. So I was like, I must have things in my blind spots and I need help and I trust you. And we've been through this process before. And I was like, I really wonder what, it would be like to go through it again um, to see what the limiting beliefs are so that I can, you know, reverse them and, you know, let go of those. And so, yeah, I contacted you and we, we did it. And, and it's so funny because at least for me, you can tell me if it's different for you. For me, it was a different kind of experience because, you know, the things that were hard the last time I felt like I, 
purposely like pushed myself harder on those, like, um, you know, where you, um, when we are extracting the limiting beliefs, I remember I had some hard ones, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, that's, that's a pretty- I'll never forget Femi because you went so deep on that one. And I just remember feeling this feeling, which I do on a lot of those calls, but yours was the heaviest I'd ever felt of, wow, this is big of, it was a spiritual connection of she is doing some massive healing right now. And I just felt so honored to be a part of it. It was so cool. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's one thing I would say is like, you go through a coaching process, you really do become a new person, but everyone else is kind of expecting you to be the same person. So the next phase in life is sort of, it's kind of friction. It's like, I have so much happiness and stuff that I want to live by, but there's a lot of pushback on that. And so with that, you can't help but acquire or accumulate some, some sadness and stuff. And so there's a lot of stuff that I needed to, that I had been holding on to, I guess, for a couple of years that I needed to get through. And I was determined to one, be as vulnerable with you as possible. I was like, I'm just going to go for it. And two, I wanted to like, just get it all out. Cause I remember we were like halfway through and the session was up and I was like, nope, just charge me for another one. We're going through this. I'm not going to do this again because I, I was willing to go that, that deep and be that open and exposed. So yeah. 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 And then from there it was, you had to get all that out for us to start to heal it. And man, that was fun, wasn't it? To heal all that junk. It really was. And I feel like, so the second time around, I would say it wasn't as novel as the first time, but it was almost like it solidified a lot of true self things really, really well. Um, So for example, these are like small daily things that I've noticed recently that came out of the second time around doing this. It was like, you know, um, sometimes you don't even notice when you have like thinking habits. And so something will happen and it won't go the same way. In, in addition to being a, a pleaser, I used to be a big, big doubter of myself as well. And so there will be things that don't work in my favor that happen now. And inside my head, I will literally hear a voice like, oh, well, maybe you weren't this enough, or maybe I wasn't, you know, maybe I wasn't good enough here or that. And then I... <laughs> It makes me laugh sometimes because it's like, then another voice would be like, oh, no, uh uh-uh. Is that really true? Like, I was good enough. I studied. I did this. I, you know, I showed up as best as I can. And that's all I can do. If they aren't able to see that this is the right fit or if it just isn't, you know, in align with what I am doing, then fine. It's like where before my shifts up, like when I got stuck in bad thinking and I really needed to do the work to shift out of it it was very mechanical. And now it's more automatic. Like I'll have a bad thought and and I'll be stuck in a limiting belief and almost like clockwork. It's like two seconds later, it's like, no, that's not true. Actually, I know I showed up well. I know I had the best intentions. I know I did my best and that's all I can do if it wasn't good enough. And this just isn't for me or it's not in alignment for me, or maybe I'm being saved from something and I just need to start saying thank you because if it's not this, it's going to be something better. It just like, it automatically shifts up to something way more positive and affirming of who I am. And then it's just an avalanche of gratitude and looking for how I fit instead of what's wrong with me. 
Yes. Oh my gosh. And you, you encompass a process so well, Femi here. This is how I take it is that we all have to go through this kind of coaching work or whatever kind of work to go in and heal the past stuff so that we can show Mm -hmm. up in the present the way we want to show up. But we still have a human brain and we still have to learn how to manage it. And granted, it's a lot easier to manage after you heal the past stuff. But you have Mm -hmm. to be able to be aware enough to say, that's just a thought. I can change that thought. Here I go and do it in a way where it is somewhat seamless because otherwise it can snowball. And then all of a sudden you're like, man, I feel like crap. How did this happen? Whereas now you're like, okay, it started here and here's how I change it. And then that's why you're able to be so productive and do all the things you're able to do over and over again, because you're just not weighed down anymore. And when you are, you have the tools to pull yourself out. It's amazing. Exactly. I think a misconception about like the coaching process, and even I probably had some of this too. I think we all tend to think like this, but um, is that once you get healed, you are healed and you don't have to do any more work and you're just going to be happy and see unicorns and rainbows all the time. And it's like, that's not real life. Um, But real life is really amazing too, because it's like, okay, I still feel sadness. I still feel frustration. I still feel, you know, anger or doubt in myself or whatnot. But the, the big change is that I don't have to stay there. (laughs) I have the tools to get out of it. And um, yeah, and I, that doesn't have to rule my life. Like I, if I feel sad, I might actually just allow myself to feel sad instead of beat myself up about it. And then if I'm still feeling sad, go, I have the tools to examine it, go into it, figure out what I need to see, what I need to take, if I need to take action and then, and then go forward and move out of it. You know, it's like, I, I think before you do any kind of coaching, you don't understand how not on your own side you are, how you are kind of your own worst enemy. I think you even have something. It's like your, your frenemy or your your mean girl. Yeah. Yeah. You really, you really, really are. And then if you really put in the work and the time, it's so amazing because it becomes automatic and like, Literally, when I read my journals now, it's like I have the best friend ever and it's me, you know, Um, and it's just like the the way my inner dialogue just works automatically is so much kinder and it's so much like affirming of who I am and supportive of who I am. And, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, we got knocked down, but I'm going to help you get back up. And, you know, when you get back up, you're going to see how amazing you are and we're going to keep going and we're going to keep trying. And it's like, I have a little cheerleader (laughs) by my side all the time. You have your own inner coach. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. You have, you've grown a big why. So one thing that I, I think we've done this maybe in one of your challenges, it's not exactly part of the, the core process, but, um, I always have like a little picture of me as a little kid (laughs) nearby. And that helps me get out of like when I really fall into a funk um, and I like can express all the feelings, but then I have that picture and I write to me as a little kid because it's like, I want to treat myself so well for you. Like you weren't treated well. You didn't get, you know, certain things that you needed, but I'm in charge now and I get to give you 
everything that you could have ever hoped for. And so I'm not going to accept this from that person. I'm going to, you know, be courageous and, you know, ask for what I want here because I want to give you the world because you deserve it. And it helps me, um, I don't know, just show up for myself that much more if I'm like doing it for my inner child because that's who it really is for. Yeah. I completely relate to that too. It is. Oh, Femi, so much goodness from this interview today. Two quick questions for you as we wrap it up. First one, someone's on the fence. They're like, I don't know if coaching is right for me. My life is pretty good. Or, you know, I'm just really scared to make the investment. What would you say to them? You know, it sounds cliche, but it's like (laughs) all the things you want are, are on the other side of your comfort zone. It's like, if you're listening to this, if you are in Lindsay's realm at all, I bet you it's not, you know, all unicorns and rainbows. It's, you know, and if you want, do you want like a pretty good life or do you want an amazing life? You know, you have to set aside some of that doubt and skepticism and say, you know, maybe I'm here for a reason. And maybe there are things that I don't know about myself. Maybe I could stand to learn something that could, you know, just make life that much easier, that much more amazing, you know? Um, So I would say, go for it. If you're even thinking about it at all, go for it. Like, what do you have to lose to, you know, 10x your happiness, 10x your, your support for yourself? Yeah. It just reminds me of when, you know, I was trying to get you to do this process with me and I had already gone through it and, um, I was like, oh, she just doesn't know how great life can be. And I really wanted to show you that. And that's how I feel with, you know, people who haven't started to work with me is like, they just don't know. And I'm so glad you said that. And I think, you know, we're skeptical, we're skeptical. We hear a lot of crap all day long of, oh, you know, X, Y, Z will change you. And for me, and I think you would agree with us too, I mean, for you is like, this was it. Like, this was the defining moment for me. This process is what changed the entire game. Absolutely. And I would also say this, you know, I think sometimes coaching can get a bad rap because it sounds like, oh, we're just going to be positive today or, you know, just love yourself. And it's like, I would almost say that this is like a much more rooted, grounded, like it's not, you know, positive and be on your own side for nothing. It's like you do a lot of sort of guttural uh, decluttering of, you know, your spirit and, and, you know, you do a lot of work that is way more eye opening than I would have imagined it could be or any process could be. Um, And if you really are willing to, to give your all in this, you're going to come out of the other side. Just like, like I said, like a, a completely new person. Like I don't even think the same way that I used to, Yeah, you know, but yet it's like a coming home feeling. It's like, Oh, it's Femi or it's, oh, like it's you, Lindsay, you know? You yeah. Know? You've, you've unlearned all the things that were covering up who you truly are. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cause I think that scares people. They think, Oh, I'm going to change but no, you, you just become more of who you were meant to be. Like you said, you clear out the clutter. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Femi, thank you again so much. You want people to reach out to you. And if so, where can they find you? You can always write me an email. If Lindsay wants to post my personal email, I don't even mind. I'm also on LinkedIn. Um, she can put my, you can put my name up on there because I know it's hard to spell. Um, I don't currently have any, um, 
you know, public websites and stuff. And for the time being, I think that's cool. So LinkedIn would be a great place. Um, or my email, which Perfect. is fjsupo at gmail.com. And I'll put both in the show notes. See if Emmy's just coming on to share her story. She doesn't even want to follow or anything, which is so awesome. <laughs> thank you again, Femi. Yes, thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Become an Unstoppable Woman. Make sure to subscribe to the show so you get new episodes every Monday. And I'd love it if you left a review for the show too, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. If you want even more from the show, come join the conversation online in my community. Each week we break down the episode and you have a private space to ask your questions. To join, go to lindsayleepreston.com forward slash community. And if you feel like you're really ready to change your life, let's work together in my coaching programs. I have a free assessment that's the first step to seeing if we're a good fit. Just go to lindsayepreston.com forward slash assessment to take it now. Thanks again for tuning into the show today. I'm so grateful you're here and I'll see you next time. But until we meet again, remember, my friend, you're only as unstoppable as you believe you can be. So believe in yourself. You got this.